Romans chapter 12, verse 1 through verse 3. Very familiar uh, scripture, Apostle Paul's letter to the church at Rome. I'm going to read it in King James Version and I'll then read it swiftly in the Amplified. When you have it in your Bibles or your smart devices, I want you to signify by saying, I have the bread. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice. How holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the what? Renewing of your mind. That ye may prove what that is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Amplify says it like this. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, by the mercy of God, to present your bodies, dedicating all of yourselves set apart as a living sacrifice, holy and well-pleasing to God, which is your rational, logical, intelligent act of worship. And do not be conformed to this world any longer with its superficial values and customs, but be transformed. And progressively changed as you mature spiritually by the renewing of your mind, focusing on godly values and ethical attitudes so that ye may prove for yourself what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable. And I want his perfect plan and purpose for me. And all of God's people said, amen. amen. Salvation in the language of spiritual Spirituality has a tendency to stay within the immaterial part of us. We are spirit beings that have a soul that live in a body. And when we talk about our life's journey or our spiritual journey, we talk about our emotions and getting in touch with our feelings. We're referencing our soul. But this walk with Christ, I want you to know, in this spiritual journey, it doesn't just start and stop with your spirit and your soul. But it matters what you do with your body. Holiness or being set apart to the Lord is not reading your Bible and at the same time depriving your body of sleep. Oh, I'm already chastised. It's not praying fervently for hours but filling your body constantly with junk food. I guess the shouting has officially stopped. It's not singing and dancing in church, but being caught up in cycles of fornication. Welcome home, Bishop. Many of us want to be fixed. We want to be changed. We want to be healed. But we don't want to bring our bodies to the doctor's table. Many of us want God's prescription without God's examination. This is what Paul is saying in the text. You have to bring your body. The Lord is saying those who have trusted me with their lives, your spirit is saved and I'm saving your soul. But you have to give me your body. Samson messed up his assignment because of where he laid his body. Eli fell and broke his neck because of the weight of his body. Even after Moses was dead, the angel and Lucifer fought over his 
of his body. Look at your neighbor, tell your neighbor, it matters what you do with your body. This is why Apostle Paul says, I beseech you. Beseech means to ask, but with urgency and fervor to implore, to entreat, to beg of you. Paul, what is the urgent assignment? Present your body. Don't make God have to take it, but present it. Don't make him come for it. Y'all say something to me over here so I'm not by myself. Tell your neighbor, present it. Don't try to see how much of it you can hold on to, but be willing to present it. When you present something to someone, it's a gift. God, this is my, this is my gift to you. But if it's a gift, the question is, how are you wrapping it? How are you presenting it? Is it clean? Is it used? Is it wore out? Does it have a bunch of fingerprints all on it? Is it like a ring with tape on the inside where someone else has been trying to fit it? Paul says present it holy. Anytime we start talking about holiness, especially if you come from my background, we automatically shift our minds to some legalistic perspective. But holiness is not keeping a set of rules. Holiness is not just about what you do and what you don't do. Holiness deals with your identity. He said, don't just do holy. He said, be ye holy for I am holy. To be holy means to be set apart, not just for the sake of being set apart. It's about being set apart for a purpose. It's not just about being set apart from the world, but it's about being set apart to God. You're not holy if you're just set apart from. You need to be set apart to. I'm almost finished. Apostle Paul it's the apostle to the Gentiles. And so he's always trying to defend the Gentile believers salvation because of Judaizers. Who are these? These are people who want them to be more Jewish in order for them to be Christian. In other words, he was telling them it's not about law, rules and works, but it's about faith in Christ alone. Faith, 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 some real abstract language. Faith, spiritual language, but Paul did not take us off the hook of responsibility. Listen to what he says in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse number 12. All things are lawful unto me. Oh, we're going to read the Bible. Can we read it? But all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me. I can do it, but I don't want to be brought under the power of any of it. That's why I don't socially drink, not because it's so much of a sin, it's because I know the potential for me to have to end up becoming a slave to something that I have permission to do. Now permission has turned into punishment. Y'all not saying nothing to me in here. Meats for the belly. Belly for meats. But God should destroy both it and them. Now the body is not for fornication. But for the Lord, I know we don't preach about this stuff here. And the Lord for the body. Know ye not that your bodies are the members of Christ. I need you to testify to somebody. If you can be honest, tell them I've taken Jesus some places. Oh, y'all got quiet now. Look at you. I take it. Jesus. No, some of y'all took Jesus. I'm not talking about before you got saved. Since you became a member of the body. 
since you've been a member of the body some of us have taken the body of Jesus some places shall I then take the members of Christ and make them the members of a harlot God forbid look at somebody shout God forbid what know ye not that he which is joined to a harlot is one body that's why some of you got issues in your marriage because the person you married to is still married to others You need to clear out the bedroom. For two, said he, shall be one flesh. But he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. Can I read just a little further? Flee fornication. Then said, fight it, because if you keep fighting it, you ain't gonna never win it. Come on, flee fornication. Every sin that a man doeth is without the body, but he that committed fornication. Let me tell you now, fornication ain't just talking about single people. Anything outside of godliness, anything outside of what is holy, you can be married and addicted to porn. That's still, y'all not saying nothing to me in here. Let, okay, it's Sunday morning. I do it on another night. Every sin that a man do this without the body. Verse 19, what? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God. It is not your own. Look at your neighbor, tell your neighbor, what you do with your body matters. I know your soul is saved, but your body also belongs to God. Why? Verse 20. For you are bought. Yeah. Y'all don't want this strong religion, do you? Because pure religion is you being unspotted from the world. But you are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God. Not just in the clapping of your hands. Not just in the playing of the instruments. Not just dancing around the church. But glorify God. Not just with your not with just your offering but glorify God what in your body in your body and in your spirit because both material and immaterial you belongs to God <laughs> under the law there were restrictions I like a church that loved the Bible under the law there were restrictions on what you could eat and what you could wear and what you could put on your skin now Paul says all things are lawful but they're not all expedient we are no longer bound by the law of Moses, but we are governed by the law of the Spirit. Ask your neighbor, what is the Holy Ghost saying? Not your friends, because some of them don't have the Holy Ghost. But what is the Holy Ghost saying? You can eat, yes, what you want to eat, but it, and it may not send you to hell, but what has the Spirit instructed you to do? Mm. yes maybe you wearing that outfit does not mean you're not saved but does it reflect your assignment it may fit your body nicely but it may testify wrongly I'm not going around this church because everything from our pastors to deacons and elders got little different imprints on their bodies I'm not going to tell you which pastors Amen. All right, don't y'all do Pastor Westgate like that. <laughs> Amen. Listen to me. I'm not going around inspecting your bodies. And I'm, I'm, not, I'm not interested in printing any handouts and telling you, go to our website to see what's acceptable and not acceptable. I didn't create you. 
But when God created you masterfully, he created the infrastructure of your body with 206 bones. Everything from the ellipsoid-shaped skull of your cavaria, which the frontal bone and parietal bone and a septal bone housing the organ which operates the central intelligent agency of your body with a rib cage or thoracic cage protecting your heart and your lungs down to our femur to our phalanges us with seven trillion nerves and then wrapped us with an epidermis a skin canvas all i'm saying is before you write on it you should present any modifications to the architect and the owner if you ever go to a nice restaurant with an award-winning chef, it's offensive to ask for salt and pepper and additional seasoning. If an authentic clothing designer makes you a custom piece, it's offensive for you to alter that garment and tag their name to it. If you are a professional photographer, the worst thing that can happen is for you to see your work on social media edited full of IG filters. <laughs> All I'm saying is that before you alter your nose, before you change your chin, before you put a Mickey Mouse on your ankle and your booze name on your wrist and Chinese letters on your chest, ask the designer. Because it matters what you do with your with your body some of y'all don't believe in speaking in tongues but you didn't let somebody write chinese on your body and you trusted them what they said it meant look at your neighbor tell your neighbor don't go nowhere don't go nowhere this and and i'm i'm gonna be clear with you i'm gonna be clear with you again I'm not giving you a list of do's and do nots. I'm telling you that when you are saved, everything you do in word and in deed, you ought to do it as unto the Lord. So there should be some conversations before you call go out on a casual date. Because casual dates have sometimes turned out casualties. Now y'all, some of y'all ain't got to look tight on me, but I'm a holiness preacher. It's just who I am. And you know, there are many churches that say what you want. They say, say whatever they want you, you to say it in order to get a member. But I'm not out here trying to get members. I want to win souls. And I'm not trying to win an argument. I want somebody to see Jesus. At the end of the day, the way you posture your body would directly affect the condition of your soul. If while I'm preaching, your head is down in your phone, scrolling, scrolling through social media and sports stats. If your physical ears are tuned to a conversation with the person beside you and not this message, your soul is not getting fed. Why? Because how you have postured your body. Sexual soul ties don't just come from where you took your mind, but they're enforced by where you laid your body. Paul said, do this. Hallelujah. What's the point of all this? Do this because it's your reasonable service. He said, it's the least you can do. I know, Paul, but I'm just going to be honest. It ain't that simple. Now, I've already debated with y'all. Now, here I go with Apostle Paul. I'm just being honest. I grew up in church. And growing up in church, now, I'm not talking about this new, this new type of church. Because now, everybody is Pentecostal. 
But if you grew up in classical Pentecostalism like I did, I'm already in sin because I don't have on socks today. Come on. I may be, I may pass because I got on a brown suit today, but it can't be too light. And I end up, I always said, if, if you can keep the rules, it'll make you prideful. And if you fail in keeping the rules, rules, it'll make you depressed. And then you can never come into a relationship truly how God wants you to come in. So when you, when Paul says, God, God says, give me your body and it's your reasonable service. I'm going to be honest. I don't feel like it's that simple. Why? Because you're asking me to lay down and restrict something that's living. Give me eight minutes and I'll close it out. Not just a sacrifice. Haven't we been talking about rebuilding an altar? He said, don't just give me a sacrifice. Give me a living sacrifice. See, sometimes when we preach about Abraham laying down his son, we see his son as a baby. And here is Abraham giving God his baby. But he wasn't a baby. He was a young man. Mm. He was a young man to the point he had cognitive and intellectual discernment. Because once he climbed the top of the hill with his father, he says, Daddy, I see the wood. I see the fire. But where is the sacrifice? And Abraham kept saying, God will prepare himself a lamb. So in order for him laying down his son to be successful, he had to restrain him. He had to be. And see, this is why some of us, we'll watch church online. We'll visit a church, but we don't want to be a part of a church because we don't want the restraint. But if you ever going to be a sacrifice... You don't need nobody to be your master, but you do need accountability. You need people to say, I didn't see you at church last week. You okay? You need somebody to look at you as how you've been treating your wife. I see you in church serving, but your wife been looking a little off. Hallelujah. Come on. You need somebody that's going to keep you accountable to what you said God told you to give up. Somebody lift up your hands and shout, tie me down. Tie me down to the altar. See, you got to say stuff like that when you're sober. Somebody shout, Lord, tie me down. Because that's a challenge. Because you telling me, you telling me to, you telling me to give it up. You telling me to lay down my life. But it's living. And you call it a reasonable service. But when you call it reasonable, Paul, my question is, by what measure? Five minutes left. How is this, how are you measuring reasonable in comparison but in comparison to what because Paul you saying all this stuff but you're an apostle and when you're an apostle you got it easier when you're a bishop you're so close to God and when you're a prophet you're so in the high place and so anointed your flesh is totally your your flesh is on life support. You're just really waiting for Jesus. I know when you get this high in God like I am, 
I'm not right. When you really get high in God like I am, the only reason why you're here is God is keeping you here for the people. That's how it comes off. That's the way people think. But I'm telling you, the greater the anointing on you, when the anointing comes on you, it affects every part of you. Y'all not saying nothing in here. I said, when the grace of God is, oh, come on, when the anointing intensifies, the anointing intensifies all of your senses. That's why sometimes after God use you, you need to go home. Come on, somebody. Everybody don't need to be in your house. Everybody don't need to be in your car because you can be highly anointed, publicly successful, and privately failing. The more God elevates you in your field, in your career, the more accountability you need around you. I don't care if you're a CEO, you're an entrepreneur, I don't care how much your sales numbers are exceeding, the more God increases your finances, the more people you need around you that continues to challenge you in your prayer life, challenges you in your consecration, challenges you with their tithing, challenges you. Because the more public you are, the easier target you become. And the more God increases your territory, the more options that are forever in front of you. Look at your neighbor, tell your neighbor, pray for your successful friends. I know you should. See, 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 people, people are offended. You know, this whole generation looks at success based upon social media and support based upon likes and shares. But sometimes I may not share your stuff, not out of my jealousy of you, but out of my love for you. I may not tag you in a photo, not because I'm, I'm mad at you, but I may be trying to keep you here until you can fortify your feet so you won't stumble. Don't you know you can beg to come into a room before you're ready to come into that room? Hallelujah. Touch two people and tell them too many options, too many options. Apostle, too many options, too many options. Oh, oh, oh hallelujah. Hella, give me discipline, hallelujah. Before you open up another door for me, give me discipline, give me discipline, give me discipline, hallelujah, hallelujah. Before you release another number, hallelujah. Before you give me an increase of finances, before I get to the six figures, oh Lord, help me to be a good steward over where I am right now. Before you expand me, before you increase my territory, Lord, make sure my family is established so I don't build something great and lose my family in the foundation. Because the prophecy says, whoever rebuilds Jericho will lay its foundation in their first son and lay its walls in the death of his second child. Whoever rebuilds Jericho. And you got to be careful, hallelujah, that in what you call it successful, you don't lose your marriage in the midst of it. Tell your neighbor, if you lose your family in your success, you're not successful at all. I can preach to the world, I can go to the nations, I can go to India, I can go to Brazil, but if I lose my family in the midst of it, it's not successful at all. Because he says, before you go to Judea, before you go to Samaria, before you go to the uttermost parts of the world, you've got to start in Jerusalem. Yes, Hallelujah. I need you to look at your neighbor, tell your neighbor, I needed this word. It ain't that simple to me, Paul. It's reasonable in comparison to in comparison to to what happened to Jesus's body he was beat three minutes left 
according to my clock. He was afflicted. He was bruised. He was whipped as a sacrifice for us. So what is this that he's requiring of us? A holy exchange. That's my sermon today. A holy, a holy exchange. Listen to what Apostle Paul says, who's so anointed. He's so anointed. He said, okay, yeah, Apostle, yeah. He said, but in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, he said, I have to beat my body and bring it into submission for fear. Yeah, I'm an apostle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for fear that by any means I have preached to everybody else and myself be rejected. See, some of you pride yourself in what you know. You got advice for everybody else. You got counsel for everybody else. But knowing better don't make you do better. This is why it's hard it's hard to cancel the know-it-alls because they're already full with, with information but they've never experienced knowledge because they've never made the hard choices and decisions to become intimate with what they know Shh. I need you to look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor you can fake church but you can't fake sacrifice uh-uh y'all whispered I need you to tell your neighbor tell him you can fake church but you cannot fake sacrifice A life that's centered around the pleasing of the flesh is a life that's not pleasing God. If the standard for your life is not challenging you, that means it's not growing you. This is why prayer is a posture. And fasting is a discipline. And it's not for God. <laughs> it ain't for God. Oh, let me, let me go in here and pray for God. <laughs> Let me fast this week because I got to fast for God. No, no, no. It's for you. God wants to hear your voice. Don't get me wrong. No, he loves your company. He wants to hear your voice. But if you stop praying, God would not stop being God. Now, it will limit what God can do in your life, but he'll always be God. Fasting is not for God. It's for you. It's a discipline where you restrict the desires of your body while curbing the appetite of your soul to make your spirit alive and aware. Aware of what? I'm closing out now. Verse 2. So you can know the will of God. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, I really want to know the will of God. This is the holy exchange. God says, give me your body and I will give you a download. I'll lay out the directives for the next part of your life. He said, even if I don't show you all the details of my plan, you'll be able to discern my ways and my doors. Because all doors that are in front of you, Daniel, it's not God's divine door for you. I want to discern God's ways. And you might not shout out this message, but if you go back and listen to it, it's going to bless you. You may, you may not be able to discern everything that's going on in your life, but God says, I will sharpen your discernment when you submit your body to me. And you'll be able to discern my ways and my doors. It's not submission for the sake of submission. It's not sacrifice just for the sake of religious piousness. Paul said this is a race and I want to win. I want you to testify to somebody if it's your real testimony and tell them I want to win at this. I want to be effective. 
God said, I can't trust you with it if you haven't been proven for it. I want it, God, but are, are you ready to be proven for it? Anytime God requires something from you, it's because he has something else in mind. Give him what he wants. Lord, I give you my plans in exchange for your will. Lord, I give you my decisions in exchange for your direction. You holding on to bitterness and God says, I want you to experience what forgiveness looks like. What it feels like. It's a bothering system, Lee Gilbert. It's when you get a service without using money. Instead of money, there's an exchange of tangible things. God said, I don't want your silver or your gold. I know somebody sitting here says, all right, where's, where's the pool? Tell us how much money you want me to give you, preacher. Let me tell you something. You see how quick we take up offering in this church? Some of you, it happened so quickly you forgot to give. <laughs> no, this ain't, let me tell you. It takes money to run this church, but can I tell you something? If you don't give, it's the Lord's church. I've had people to walk up to me in church and be like, hey, preacher man, uh, I own this, I own that. Uh, talk to me if you need something. And I'd be like, uh, where's your soul at with God? Hey, when I die, I'm going to make sure you preach my film. No, no. And we, I'm going to leave you a little piece of money. No, well... I can preach a funeral, but they don't guarantee you're going to make it to heaven. Did you give him? Did you give him what he wanted? You can't buy this with silver and gold. It ain't about rubbing your shoulders with the Pope or with a bishop. God says, it's a bartering system and I don't want your silver. I don't want your gold. I want you. I want your body. And if you give me your body, I'll keep it healed. Give me your body, I'll keep it delivered. Give me your body, I'll keep it protected. Give me your body, because if you die now, you won't have to die anymore. I'm going to read a scripture and close out with this. A scripture that we don't read often. Unless it's a funeral, but this is salvation. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren. Concerning them which are asleep, that you sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died, oh, this is the gospel, and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent and I say you can't help them which are asleep for the Lord himself I want you that are saved to lift up your hands right now in celebration for that promise for the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God and the dead in Christ in Christ they gonna rise 
we which are alive and shall remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air and so shall we ever be with the Lord one decision today can set you up for the rest of your life one decision today can set you up for eternity oh God hallelujah when we've been there 10,000 years bright shining as the sun we'll have no less days to sing his praise than when we first when we first begun oh I want to see him to look upon his face there to sing forever of the saving grace on the streets of glory streets of glory let me lift my voice cares are past cares are past holy last ever ever to rejoice I give you my body now I give you my body now I give you my hands I recommit my feet my goings and my mobility somebody in this room you've been addicted to substances you've been addicted to substances you've been ruining your liver you've been ruining your lungs and you've been trying to stop and you've been trying to have willpower I want you to know you don't have the power to change yourself you don't have the power to alter yourself but Jesus has given your body give me your body somebody that's dealing with addiction he says give me your I need some saints to release a sound in this room I need at least 25 people in this room if you've ever dealt with the ever dealt with addiction but God delivered you I just want you to walk up here and touch the altar as a testimony to somebody that he will deliver couldn't stop drinking stop doing drugs could stop popping pills of pornography but I want you to know God can break it because it does matter what you do with your body it robs you of intimacy it robs you of connectivity it robs you of your marriage it robs you of relationships but I need somebody to begin to open up your mouth because he can break it give him your body give him your body give him your body God says I'm not trying to rob you I'm trying to get something to you I'm trying to, God says I've used you and I showed you my hand even in the midst of your captivity so imagine how much more I can release to your hands once your hands get free how much more how many more doors I can open for you once I take the shackles off of your ankles but he says you got to give me your body it's a holy exchange it's a holy I need everybody to lift up your hands in this room because I feel an exchange going on in this room he said I'll give you beauty for ashes I'll give you beauty for ashes 
ashes. I'll give you strength for fear. I'll give you a garment of praise for your depression. Hey, 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 hey. Lord, with thy hands lifted, may we experience what's been held up. May we experience what you've been desiring to release to us. May we experience the portion that you've been proving us for. May we experience it. I'm not there, but I'm pressing. I'm not there, but I'm pressing. Somebody, you need to lift your hands and get a press in your spirit. I'm not there, but I'm pressing. I'm bringing me to the altar. I'm bringing me to the altar. If you know God is talking to you and there's something that God wants you to give up today, I want you to come stand at this altar. Move as quickly as you can. You don't need nobody else's permission. Don't wait on your friends. Don't wait on your BFF. Come on, begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. Things are breaking off of you right now. Things are breaking off of you right now. Things are breaking. God says, I've been waiting for you to make the move. I've been waiting for you to make the move. I won't take it from you, but you got to present it to me. Here I am, Lord. Bishop S.Y. Younger, thank you for watching this video. And now what I need you to do is like and subscribe to this YouTube channel so you can continue to get more inspirational, motivational, and gospel content in your direction.